Oh, Larry Cassidy, not in the form guide at the moment. We'll find out when he's back. And I was just going through some of his stats this morning. Almost 21,000 rides. Extraordinary. Almost 3,000 winners. Almost 5,000 place getters. We know that he's been on top of some champions. We all think of Sunline. Uh, now Wenks as well. Rode her in the, the Sunshine Coast Skinnies. That was the start of the winning streak. Was it 33 in a row? And rode plenty of others as well. And uh, Larry Cassidy joins me. Good morning, Larry. Yes, good morning. I know you've told the story uh, tirelessly with Sunline, but um, who gave you the call and booked you for the ride? Was it Steve McKee, Trevor McKee, or uh, Thane Green, the owner, to book you for Sydney that time when she came over? Uh, it was Trevor McKee. Um, it, it was uh, late in the afternoon. I, I think there was Warwick Farm races on from memory, and I'd just finished riding for the day, and my phone rang. And I could see it was an overseas number, and picked the phone up, and um, the person on the end, Trevor, says... Uh, hi, Jimmy. I said, no, it's Larry here. And he said, he said, oh, it's Larry, it's Trevor McKee, you'll do. And uh, he said, I've got a really good um, filly. He said, I'm bringing her over. I said, I'll ride it. He said, you don't even know what I'm coming for and you don't even know what it's called. I said, I don't care. I said, I'll ride it. And because uh, I've known he's uh, had so many champions in his time, um, I knew he wouldn't be bringing it over here for nothing. And uh, yeah, and the rest is history. Were you able to watch some of her replay shortly after that conversation because she won four in a row? The previous win before you jumped on was at Hastings back in, in the late 90s, 98 it was. Yes, yeah, they um, they were able to get me the um, the videotape, video, the VCR. So uh, I was able to watch her watch her runs before I put my leg over her and um, I just remember riding her track work and she was an absolute beast, she was. Would you believe they bet nine to two and she won by six that particular day when you rode her first time in the Furious? It was a heavy 10, 1,400. Yes, yes, she absolutely bolted. And um, and then I remember, I think it was a T-Rose, the next start, it was a uh, firm track. And um, I, I, I think she might have started favourite, but they I think they did they did bet a reasonable price considering she won like that because they, they thought that she was a wet tracker. But she um, absolutely gave them a cane in that day too. So she won the t the Furious heavy six was the margin almost. Then four you mentioned I think five to four they bet in the T Rose and then of course she went to the flight and she won that by a big margin as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah she was uh, yeah she was just exceptional. She was. And you went over to New Zealand actually right at the next prep, didn't you at Ellerslie? Yes, yeah. Went went over to ride her first up and um, and she won nicely there too. And then how did Greg Childs become involved in them? Because you shared the rides, didn't you, throughout her career? Yeah. So. What happened was she was, um, so I got, first time she got beat, I got beat on her at Caulfield, but they attacked me, they attacked me the whole way. Um, and when one of those, when one of the horses attacking me dropped off, something else attacked me and she got bloused on the line. So her next start, she was, um, I think she raced uh, maybe Flemington, but it was the same day the as Kuni, the, yeah. yeah, same day as the um, Rose Hill Guineas, sorry, the Canterbury Guineas, which was actually run at Rose Hill for some reason this time. And um, I was going to Melbourne to ride Sunline, and I got a phone call from um, from Jack Ingham, and uh, obviously um, John Hawkes had said that I was going to Melbourne to ride Sunline, and uh, Jack Ingham said uh, when he rang me, he just said, um, "Oh, you're going to Melbourne to ride Sunline?" I said, "Yes." He said, "Well," he said, um, yeah, you're our stable rider. She's uh, she's one horse. We have a thousand. He said, um, think about it and give us a call back. So mm. <laughs> obviously, it, obviously at the time, um, 
you know, it probably wasn't a hard choice to stay with, um, you know, the stable that had a thousand horses and you know, it was giving me a full book every every week and, you know, numerous winners throughout the week. Uh, but as it turned out, maybe the one horse is probably the best. Yes, uh, that horse that beat her, by the way, you talked about where she, they just take her, took her on was Rose of War and then she came out for Greg Charles and beat Rose of War in the CUNY. Yeah. 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 And then you got uh, back on in the Doncaster. Yes, I did, yes. Um, I did win the um, Canterbury Guineas that day, which was a Group 1 race on the arena. Um, but, um, yeah, certainly um, riding the Sunline probably would have been better. And you rode Lodenro, didn't you, for one ride, is that right? Yes, I got beat on him. It was a heavy 10, though, wasn't it, first up? Yes. Uh, in the... Missile? Or... Missile, yes. Yeah. Sports, Brad. The horse was $4. He wasn't a short price favourite that day. Uh, I think it was a... It was a pretty good field. Um, yeah, just, yep. Yeah. Uh, probably a race I could have ridden over again. Yeah. Uh, Larry, just to make obviously, Wink, Sunline, you know, we talked about a few others there. What's the one that sort of uh, that you have a real soft spot for that may not have been necessarily a champion, but you just had this rapport or great association with over the years? Oh, look, there's, there's probably, there's probably a, a, you know, a number of them, like a horse like Desert War. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he was a he was a just a walk. So I won a couple of group ones on him, won an Epsom on him, and uh, Chippy Norton, I think. Um, you know, another horse, uh, Portland Singer. Um, you know, for Neville McBurney, like I won a I won a Brisbane Cup on her by about five lengths, and uh, rode her in a Melbourne Cup behind Maccabi Diva. Um, she she finished six behind Maccabi Diva. She didn't really have Maccabi Diva's class, but um, she was the second mare home in the cup. And I, I won a Ipswich Cup honour and a Caloundra Cup honour. Um, yeah, so I just had a really good rapport with her and, and Neville McBurney. Who they called the Wyong Wizard. He had so many of those good stayers, didn't he, over such a long time? Yeah, he certainly did. You know, like trainers, trainers, trainers like him and Brian Smith. Um, you know, I've had a really good association with them, and um, you know they're, they're they're great people to go along with it. Did you ride Biggie Tin Blues, or was that? No, no, I didn't. No, but Abinishio, another horse that stood out when I was looking at your records, you rode Dracula the seven race wins. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he he was a really good little horse. He was, um, you know, average stallion, but geez, he was he was a really good horse. I, I won the I won the champagne on him, um, didn't he? Um, I won the sires on him up here, which was a group one, um, I think it was. And yeah, he, he was he was a really good horse. He was. Do you remember your first group one win? Yeah, a horse called uh, Festal. I dead heated. I dead heated the. Uh, I dead heated the Telegraph at Wellington with a horse called Mister Tiz. Yeah, Festal was in '89, the 23rd of Jan. Yes, um, yep. Where did you have yeah, your first well, ride, Larry? First ride was uh, at Wellington the day after my 15th birthday uh, on my boss's horse, who was an old jumper, um, over in a 1,400-mile race carrying, I think we carried 46 kilos in a, in a track work saddle with a lead bag. <laughs> and what about Jimmy? When did he start? Uh, Jimmy started... So I, I had my first ride in 1985, uh, July, July 6th. Um, Jimmy must have been seven years prior to that. 
Okay. And was he... 78, 79. Was he right up there leading the premiership then when you started? Uh, Jimmy had left. So Jimmy had left um, New Zealand by then. Okay. Yes. Um, but obviously, you know, um, had won a, won a premiership and, you know, was obviously doing great in Australia and, you know, obviously well regarded. So Was that before um, Kiwi or after Melbourne. won the Melbourne Cup? Uh, that, that was after. Kiwi. After. So Kiwi, was, Kiwi was 83. All oh, right. So I there was a bit Jimmy, of pressure on Jimmy you then when you started. Oh, for sure. And, um, look, I, I don't think I really lived up to that. Uh, lived up to everyone's expectations, but it just sort of took me. Jimmy was born to be a jockey, and uh, I learned to be a jockey. Just different personalities as well, Larry. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you take after your mum or vice versa, your dad? And uh, Yeah, I'm not sure. Mum and dad, they were fairly, fairly quiet people, so, um, yeah, look, Jimmy was... Jimmy was, uh, you know, like he, he was a freak of a jockey and very outgoing, uh, where I'm, I'm probably a little bit, although I'm probably more outgoing now than what I was when I started. And different builds as well. Yeah, Jimmy's quite short and stocky. Um, uh, I've always struggled with my weight. Um, people probably don't really realise that, but I have always struggled with my weight. Um, Jimmy was you know, always much smaller than me, but quite stocky, but always quite light. You were telling me your sweat, uh, free sweater, which helps with the wasting. Yeah, it certainly does. Like I can, I can always get a sweat up no matter what I'm doing. Um, and obviously in this humid weather up here, well, yeah, sometimes I turn into a bit of a puddle on a race day. Oh, closing the garage door, I get a sweat in this weather. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's horrendous, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, but probably good for you in some uh, aspects. Doesn't really matter at the moment. I'm about sixty kilos because um, obviously I've been off for a, I've been off for a while and um, it's probably going to be off for a little while longer. Yeah, tell us what's happened. November, the end of November, last time you rode. Yeah, so obviously I had back surgery, come back and rode. Um, I rode a couple of meetings, Toowoomba Cup meeting, and then hurt my back track work and um, put my back out again. I had to have a what they call a uh, caudal epidural. Uh, so I was off for six weeks to give my back time to heal. Um, got back riding track work, rode, rode race day once, and then had a really bad full track work, going full gallop, horse ducked from underneath me. Um, sounds silly, but luckily I only got a broken finger, but um, the finger is broken very, very badly. I had to have an operation. They took a bone graft from my wrist to put in my finger as well as... Um, a couple of screws to hold everything together. Uh, it's been two weeks tomorrow since my operation. I seen the surgeon yesterday. Um, to bend your finger to hang on to the reins, uh, it's my index fing finger, left index, is 120 degrees. At the moment, I can move my finger about 40 degrees. So I, I do have a long way to go, and it's going to be a bit of a process. But um, obviously, I'll give it everything I can. Um, the surgeon, I go back and have another x-ray on the 16th of January just to make sure everything is in place and healing all right. Um, I was hoping to, to ride shortly after that, but I, I think that's a bit pie in the sky. Um, surgeon said it could be anywhere from three to six months. Oh, really? Um, and that's if I ever do get back on a horse again. Oh, so, really? So this... Yeah. I there's know a chance it could like be the end. Sounds like it's a broken finger, and it just sounds ridiculous. But the 
surgeon said to me before the operation, um, if I'd done any more damage to that joint, they wouldn't have fixed it. They would have chopped it off. Oh, gee. So th um, this so finger injury could cause you, you know, you could stop you from ever riding again. Possibly. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it everything I can. Um, I've got physio once a week, and obviously I'm doing all my exercises, you know, anywhere from five to ten times a day up to, you know, pain tolerance. And um, I want to give it everything I can because obviously I, I do want to come back. I don't want to go out like this and, uh, and see how we go. Gee, Larry. Um, I didn't expect to hear that this morning. No, I don't think anyone put, um, yes, it, uh, it sort of hit home yesterday. And, uh, yeah, so I'd say I'll probably be drinking quite a lot at Christmas. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, we try to try and be positive. But if that was, you know, became a reality and you weren't able to ride, what, what do you think you could do? Because you're the sort of guy that, you know, your mind's always ticking over. You're active, obviously. Um, have you thought about life beyond racing? Yeah, obviously, um, you know, I've sort of always wanted to probably be a steward and, um, you know, um, I suppose I, I, I would possibly look to go down that way. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to keep that out of my head because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just to say, well, you're going to get back riding because, um, you know, uh, I, I still think I've got plenty to give. And prior to my back injury, I think I was riding really well um, with the opportunities I had. And uh, it's been a very frustrating month. What hand do you use the whip in, Larry? Uh, I'm right-handed, um, but obviously you know, my index finger, you know, it's quite an important finger. It wraps around the reins. Um, you, know, you sort of need it to be strong to be able to, I suppose, control a horse. How many stitches did you end up getting in that finger? It looked like a lot, but it was only 12. Okay, yeah, you That's sent me a I photograph of it, yeah, and you put it on Facebook yeah. as well. It looked terribly nasty. Yeah. So that's yeah. all because of flexibility with that, yeah, or lack yeah, of. So, uh, yeah, lack of. Um, the, the surgeon did say some people don't get full flexibility back. Um, you know, he said obviously, you know, uh, physio um, will help, um, but not guaranteed. Well, we'll have to have a chat in a few months' time, Larry. Maybe you know in in January just to see how you're going. Yeah. Yeah, after January, middle of January, I'll, I'm going to have a better idea. Um, obviously, the, the knuckle, actually, I've actually been to the track this morning to say hello to a few people and um, wish them a Merry Christmas and show them my hand. And, uh, yeah, a few people were quite surprised when they seen it, how, how big the knuckle area still is. Oh, gee. All right, Larry, and just in regards to stewarding, I mean, you'd be a massive asset. I mean, it's well documented, you know, the Queensland Racing Integrity Commission, a lot of younger stewards. It'd be great to have uh, quite a few, you know, more senior uh, stewards involved. That's my personal opinion. I think that's the opinion of many just in that organisation. Yes, yeah. Look, I, I, it's um, something I, 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 you know, other than being a jockey, I've probably got a, you know, you know, in the back of my head, a bit of a passion for it. So, um, yeah, so jockeys, look out. I'll be able to point my finger at you. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. A swollen one at the moment. Um, thanks, Larry. Pleasure. Thanks yeah, very Larry much. Larry Cassidy telling us that information this morning. Um, yeah. Oh, gee. Uh, let's hope he does come back because, as I said, it, um, that's not the way we want this guy to end his career. Uh, his last ride, of course, was on Irish Songs at Doombit on the 25th of November. He had two rides that particular day. BB Dazzler was the other one. But, as I said, it's quite extraordinary when, you know, 20,894 rides and, you know, over 2,700 winners, as I said, at the start and associated with so many champions. And, of course, as he mentioned, he rode for the Inghams, 
uh, for such a long period of time. But we've just got to have everything crossed uh, that he does make a comeback to the saddle in the new year at some stage. Larry Cassidy.